0: Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message tell you that we'll do the offering later. We'll do announcements later. We just want you. We want your presence and we want your word. So have your way. If you're gonna open your heart to God's word in this moment, I'm about to speak. Slip up your hands right now. I bind every distraction off of your mind. I bind anything that has worried you or kept you in anxiety. I bind everything and everything that has tried to pull you out of this moment and I declare that you're going to be transformed, you're going to be changed, you're going to be absolutely encouraged and strengthened in these moments that we spend in God's presence. And if you receive it, come on, give the Lord an amen right now. Amen, amen. You can be seated, thank you team, incredible and awesome. I felt in my spirit that I would, felt a shift that came from the Lord, and he said, I want you to move right into the Word. I learned a long time ago to just listen when the Spirit talks. I feel like God has pried some things open. Now, how many of you are just ready to receive whatever God has for you? Amen. You by live stream, why don't you share this? I'm in this tabernacle teaching. Last week was absolutely incredible. We talked about laying it all on the altar. So today, I'm going to take you from the brazen altar I'm going to take you all the way to the table of showbread. We're going on a journey today. Who wants to go on a journey with me? Anybody? We're going to go somewhere today. But we're going to talk about the reality and the fact that uh, the truth is, if you come to the brazen lever, you wash your feet and your face. That's what the Bible says. So it's about the feet, the face, and then you come to the golden candlestick and that's where you get the fuel and the fire so the feast the face the fuel the fire the feet the face the fuel the fire and then you come to the table of showbread and you have a feast you feast on God's presence and you feast on God's Word somebody say the feet somebody say the face Somebody say the fuel, the fire, and who's ready for the feast. If you're ready for the feast, come on, give God a praise right now. All right, remember we've talked about the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. I'm going to take you on a journey today. Do you want to go with me? I got 12 people. I said, do you want to go with me today? I said, do you want to go with me today? Do you want to walk out of here transformed? Do you want to walk out of here changed? Do you want to walk out of here having feasted on the Word of God? God's presence is so real, and I feel like He's pried your heart open. Now, remember, I taught you last week about the fact that there was a process and an order, everything in the tabernacle means something. Everything about this tabernacle points to a fulfillment that would happen through Jesus Christ and the New Testament and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's full of types and shadows. We talked last week and the week before last about the very first thing that the children of Israel did. There were 12 tribes that camped round about the tabernacle. In other words, when they stopped to break camp, the very first thing that they did was create a place for God's presence. Before they put their own tents up, they put up the tent of dwelling, the tent of presence, and then they camped all around God's presence. The center of their world was the presence of the Lord. How many of you here today can say, Pastor, I want the center of my world to be God's presence? If that's you, make a little noise in the room right now. So they would camp round about the presence of God, and then you had to come through three different tribes that camped right in front of the entrance into the tabernacle. These three tribes, they were powerful, was Zebulun, Ishakar, and Judah. But the word Judah means praise. And you could not even come into God's presence. You couldn't approach him without praise. Is there anybody here today that has a reason to praise the Lord? I only wanna hear from the people who feel like you ought to praise him. If you should praise him, open up your mouth and praise him now. And then remember, we would come through one door, the door that was 30 feet wide. I know it's not popular, but I still believe there's only one door in the God's presence, and his name is Jesus Christ. There's only one healer, one redeemer, one provider, one waymaker, and his name is Jesus. Anybody in this service glad that you know Jesus? I want all the Jesus people to give Jesus a little glory right now I I'm a Jesus person so they would come through the one door and they would enter into his presence with Thanksgiving and into his courts with praise they would walk right in and say thank you one translation says in fact enter into his presence with the password thank you see they were on their way to the next thing that God was gonna do in their lives But he said, before I do the next thing for you, why don't you thank me for what I've already done? So many people are wanting God to do the next thing when they haven't thanked him for what he's already done. I kind of dare you right now. Why don't you stop and thank God for what he's already done in your life? Oh, I'm not going to pump you up. If you can't thank him, I can't thank him for you. So if you really want to thank him for what he's already done, one, two, three, do that right now. Just say, Lord, this is me thanking you for what you've already done. So then they would come to the brazen altar. Remember, I talked to you last week about putting everything on the altar, all on the altar. This was a place of sacrifice. This was a place where the blood flowed. This represented The cross of Jesus Christ. It represents to you and me that we are changed by the shed blood of Jesus. Is there anybody here today? You'd say, Pastor, I still believe in that cross. I still believe in the blood. I still believe in redemption. Had you been changed by the blood of Jesus? Where are the folks at that you were changed by that blood? Now remember, there are no accidents, everything points to something. Everything unfolds and unpacks and tells us about something that would be fulfilled when Jesus would come and when the Holy Spirit would be poured out. So here we've done it now. We've built our lives around God's presence. We've come through praise. We've entered through one door, and that's Jesus. We've come with thanksgiving, and then we've been washed in the blood. But today, today, today I want to take you from the brazen altar, all the, uh, from the brazen lever, all the way to the table of showbread. We're going to go on a journey today. Here is where we wash our face and our feet. And then we come into the holy place. And we receive fuel and fresh fire. Anybody ready for fuel and fresh fire? Come on. This is fresh oil. This is an anointing oil. Anybody ready for fresh fuel and fresh fire and fresh oil? And then this table of showbread represents his word and his presence. This is where we feast. But listen, there are no accidents. Everything about this tabernacle unfolded something powerful. The priest would come to this brazen lever, it was a place of cleansing, it was preparation. For the next level in other words the priest said I've done all this here in the outer court in this natural realm but now I'm ready for a new level and see sometimes to go to a new level you got to leave an old level behind you can't take things with you into the new season that kept you bound in the old season And so that priest would come here preparing for a new dimension a new level. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but somebody in this room, somebody from live stream. God's getting ready to take you into a new dimension. God's getting ready to take you to another level. God's going to take you where you've never been in 2021. He's going to show you what you've never seen. Uh, Come on, I feel a prophecy on me. I said he's going to show you what you've never seen, and he's going to make you what you never were. If you're ready to go to a new dimension, open up your mouth and give God praise right now. God, I'm ready. But here's the necessary prerequisite. you got to be willing to get in his process. You connect to God on his terms, not yours. So everything about this place represents something in the Bible. This represents the cross. But this brazen lever of the Old Testament represents your bible in the new testament in fact in the book of ephesians 5 it says that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word so this brazen lever represents god's word in fact the word washing that we read here in the book of ephesians is actually the hebrew word for labor and what the writer is saying is the church is going to be sanctified when we wash in the Word. The Bible is your labor. Now, in Exodus 38, the Word of God says that this labor that you see before you was made from the brass looking glasses, the mirrors of the women of Israel. They gave these mirrors. And the entirety of this labor that had water in it The entirety of this labor was made with mirrors, and there's actually a mirror in my labor today. That priest would look over into this brazen lever, and he would wash himself. He would make himself clean, because there's some things that survive at one level that don't make it to the next level. There's some things that may have been okay here, but they won't make it here so watch this this represents a place of sanctification the Bible said he will sanctify the church by the washing of the water of the word now this altar here is where the blood was shed it's where the sacrifice was made it represents the cross so this represents justification and this represents sanctification so God said not only will I justify you I will sanctify you and the word sanctified means set apart he said I'll sanctify you because I've got a plan for you he said I, when I when I justify you I sanctify you and set you apart because I'm not going to redeem you and then leave you huh but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create an atmosphere in your life where I can use you the way I want to use you. Now watch this. There were no measurements given for this particular piece of furniture. That's true only for the brazen lever and only for the golden candlestick or the golden lampstand. Everything else had particular measurements, but there were no measurements for the brazen lever. God allowed them to make this particular piece of furniture as big or as small as they saw fit It's very powerful here because see this represents the word of the Lord And I don't want you to miss this because we determine how big or how small the impact of the word has on our lives we determined how big God's word manifests in our lives Many people are saved, but they're only surviving in the natural realm because they've not tapped into the unlimited power of God's Word. They're redeemed, but they're not living the Word. They're saved, but they're not walking in the power of the Word. But when you, are, when you go to declaring God's Word, when you go to speaking God's Word over your life, you're not just declaring what you say. You are declaring what God has said because the Bible says that all scripture is God breathed. So when you speak the word, you're saying what God said. And if you wanna see what God said you would see, you need to say what God said. When you declare God's word, you are declaring what God said. So if I could admonish you toward anything in this next season, you by live stream, I would say to you, say what God said about everything. Speak God's word over everything. Speak God's word over your children. Speak it over your son. Speak it over your daughter. Maybe your family is lost right now, but open up your mouth and say what God said. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Speak God's word about your money. Don't let the devil try to tell you that you will be broke and do without and barely get by. Open your mouth and say what God said. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Speak God's word about your future. Don't let the devil tell you that you are aimlessly moving along and you don't have a path or a process or a promise. You open up your mouth and say, I declare what God said about me. I know the thoughts I think toward you says the Lord to give you a hope and a future and an expected end. I rejoice because I am a righteous man. And the Bible said rejoice for the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. When you get under attack, don't declare you're going to be defeated, but open up your mouth and say no weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. When you get a bad doctor's report, don't you rehearse that doctor's report and say I'm going to die, but you say with his stripes I am healed glory be to god you gotta speak the word of the lord speak it over your your family speak it over your brother speak it over your sister speak it over your children hallelujah friend of mine that I preach for a pastor at huge Church in Jacksonville. I'm there almost every month. One year ago the doctor said he was going to die. The doctor said he would not be alive in a year. We've been praying for him. We've been believing for him. We've been confessing his word. The doctor said I give you no hope. He wouldn't even give him any percentage of hope. But this last Friday he went to another specialist and the specialist said you are a remarkable case. He said you are .00 he said we don't even have a way to describe the fact that you are alive and getting better and his prognosis has turned around I'm trying to tell you he got the word out and spoken over his life every day and declared healing how many of you want the word to come alive in your life the Word of God in our lives then is not only what we declare but it's what we conform to In other words, we are changed at the brazen lever. This is a place of washing and a place of cleansing. The Bible is what tells us how to live our lives. I want you to get this in your spirit God will not judge us by the opinions of others so you can't get caught up in what others say about you God will not even judge you by the opinion of him of yourself but God will judge a man by his word he's gonna take his word and whatever you did up next to his word is how you're gonna be judged so let me let me just say this to you that's why we got to live our lives in submission to the word now watch this The blood from the brazen altar, the anointing oil from the tabernacle, and the water was all splattered on this altar. It was all splattered on this brazen altar. The blood was splattered on the brazen lever, and and the brazen lever represents redemption. It represents the word of the Lord. So they would throw that blood on this brazen lever. And see, when you read your Bible, it represents God's Word. You don't read it as someone defeated. You don't read it as someone who's afraid. But you read it washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's why you can read about the the, the rapture and the tribulation and not get afraid. That's why you can read about hell and not be afraid. That's why you can read about judgment and not be afraid. Because you know at the end of the day, I am washed in the blood of the Lamb and I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. That's why there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And when I read the word of God, I can rejoice knowing that I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Is there anybody glad that you're covered by the blood today? So we read the word with a perspective of being redeemed. When you read the Word, it shouldn't fill you full of fear because you are washed in the blood. And then there would be splattered that there would be oil put over that, that the sprays and lever. And the oil represents the Holy Spirit. it represents anointing. So when you read that Word, you read it as an anointed child of God. It gives you power to manifest it. That means you have what it says you have. That means you can do what it says you can do. The Bible said in that day, the yoke will be destroyed and the burden will be lifted because of the anointing and you'll begin to manifest the word not because you're so smart or gifted or articulate, not because you've got it going on, but because you are washed in the blood and you are covered with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hell doesn't want me to tell you this, but you don't have to earn it. You don't have to be good enough, smart enough, gifted enough, or articulate enough. All you have to be is washed in the blood and anointed with fresh oil. Is there anybody ready to be anointed with fresh oil so you can manifest the word of the Lord. So it was. This braids and lever had blood, and then it had oil, but then it had water on it. Water represents being sanctified. It means being set apart. So not only do I am I washed in the blood as I read the word. Not only am I covered with the anointing as I read the word, but I'm I'm, I'm washed in the water of His word. In other words, I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. That means God's going to give us power to live his word. Now, the brazen altar identified what needed to be cleansed. But the brazen lever represents what needs to be sanctified. So we get ourselves in position and we read that word. But here's what I found out, precious. We don't just read the Bible. The Bible reads us. When we read that Bible, we look in that Bible, we conform our lives to what the Bible says. And whatever the Bible says, it's something called absolute truth. Now, let me tell you what absolute truth is. Absolute truth means simply this. It's always true. There's something in the kingdom nowadays, or among churches, let me say, where many churches will some churches will preach absolute truth as it relates to the word and some will preach relative truth as it relates to the word what does that mean it means that there are many people who take the parts of the Bible that they want and they say the Word of God changes relative to our situations in other words it's situational ethics there are some things that were wrong in the time of Christ and and a sin at the time of Christ and maybe a sin uh, when my parents were coming up but nowadays they're not sin, but that is not reality. If it was a sin at the time of Christ, it's a sin today. And if it was a sin in the 70s, it's a sin today. What we need is churches that understand that the Bible is absolutely true. We don't change the Bible; the change the Bible changes us. We don't. We don't. Come on now. We don't. We don't change the Bible. The Bible changes us. That means we live our lives with a biblical world view. That some unbelieving believers refuse to do this because the Bible is not absolute truth to them. But I have been in this too long. I have served God for too long to begin to water down the book and not preach it as it is. How many of you are glad to know that the Bible is still absolute truth and whatever it says is still true? The problem is nowadays we have pastors that cave in to the community they're so bound by what people say and they're afraid of their parishioners but I turned 57 years old last Saturday and I want to tell you that I've been doing this too long to be scared of any of you I'm not scared of one person in this room and I will stand up and tell you that the Bible is the book that we live we preach we decree and we declare and I want you to understand something a lot of people say the Bible is not for today, but I came to blow the trumpet in Zion and tell you the Bible is absolute. It's not obsolete, and I need it more today than I've ever needed it in my life. If you believe the book of, uh, the, from you believe the Bible from Genesis to Revelations, come on. My granddaddy would say, from generations to revolutions. If you believe it all, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. The Bible is absolute, not obsolete. The priest then would come and he had to be cleansed, cleansed at this brazen lever. And you have to be cleansed, honey, by that brazen lever of God's Word. You have to come and say, Lord, clean me, cleanse me, because I want to go to a new dimension. You say, Well, Pastor, that's the priest. I'm not a priest. Well, I need to tell you that's not true. Because the Bible says, for you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That means you don't need a priest to go into the Holy of Holies for you. That means you don't have to get a priest to confess your sins for you. That means when you come to Jesus and you are washed in the blood, you are a royal priesthood. And the Lord lets you in just like you're a priest. Here's the truth. The priest was to have a pure and straight walk before the Lord. The priest was to live this thing. And the priest was to come to this brazen lever and he was to wash himself. We're living in a day and in a time in America, especially, where we need the fivefold the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers, the prophets, and the apostles. We need them not to just speak truth to us, but we need them to live the truth. We need our leaders to walk this thing out. The priest that was used greatly by God had to have a straight and pure walk before the Lord. The priest was instructed, what's now, to wash his face and wash his feet. The feet represented where he had been. They represented that he had been polluted in the process. The feet represented the fact that he needed to be washed from every illicit, immoral place that his feet had carried him. And I'm glad that 2,000 years ago, Jesus had his feet nailed to the tree. For every unrighteous place my feet have ever carried me. He was to wash his face. The face represents the ears. It's what you hear represents the mouth it's what you say but it also represents what you behold with your eyes that priest was to come there and he was to wash himself and say Lord cleanse me from anything that I've heard cleanse me from anything that I've said let your word get in my mouth Uh. Let me speak your word, but then it was very important. He washed his eyes. See, your eyes, young person, are the windows of your soul. And your soul is the part of you that is eternal. When you get saved, you don't say, Jesus, save my body. You don't even say, Jesus, save my spirit. But you say, Jesus, save my soul that soul is that that three part of you body soul and spirit that soul is the part of you that lives on and on and you need to be careful what you show your eternal soul that's why you don't need to be looking at pornography that's why you don't need to be watching things and showing these things to your eternal soul you need to come and say Lord whatever I've heard that's not of you remove it from me let me be renewed by your word whatever I've said let me get negative and doubtful and depressive talk out of my mouth Lord let me speak faith let me speak your word hallelujah but Lord anything that I've seen God I want you to renew my mind I want you to take memories that should not be there and I want you to remove them because listen you become what you continually behold, what you're constantly looking at, that's what you become. So you say, Lord, cleanse me from where I've been, cleanse me from what I've been, renew my mind. The reality is, redeemed people must be clean people. And I want you to get this in your spirit. The priest didn't just look at the water, he applied the water so here's my admonition to you here's my instructions to you as the leader of this house don't just read the word apply the word let the word be real in your life so watch justification I've been justified by the blood of Jesus anybody justified by the blood make a little bit of noise if you've been justified by the blood Oh, people don't understand your praise right now, but they don't know how much is under the blood. But if you know you've got stuff under the blood right now, I want you, one, two, three, open your mouth and give God a mighty praise. Justified. Justified. Somebody shout justified. Justified. You can say it like this, justified. If I'd just if i just if I'd never sinned, just if I'd never fallen, just if I'd never compromised. Let me tell you, when the Lord looks at you, he doesn't see your past. He doesn't see what you did. He does when God looks at you, he doesn't see your failure. He sees one thing. He sees the blood of his son Jesus Christ. And he says, She is justified. He is justified. So this is a place of justification but then we come to the place of sanctification and we are sanctified by the word that means we're set apart that means God's got a plan for us make a little noise if you're glad that the Lord has a plan for you I said if you believe that God's got a plan for your life open up your mouth and give him some praise right now right now come on and praise him I'm thankful that God's got a plan He justified me, sanctified me, set me apart for the master's use. Then now we've cleaned ourselves, haven't we? We've gotten ourselves prepared. We've gotten ourselves ready because there's some things I have to wash off at this level. I'm not going to take bitterness with me. I'm not going to take unforgiveness with me. I'm not going to take compromise with me because I'm going to another level. So I'm justified, I'm sanctified, and I'm set apart. But see, God is not going to call you to do something and then not give you the power to do it. God doesn't, listen, God's not going to back you to fail. God's going to give you power to be more than a conqueror. So then you come to the golden lampstand. Remember now, the feet, the face, You ready the fuel and the fire who's ready in 2021 to have some fuel and some fire in your life make a little noise if you're ready for a new anointing and if you're ready for fresh fire The golden lampstand, remember the process, the brazen altar, justification, the brazen lever, sanctification, but the golden candlestick has the oil and the fire representing empowerment in your life. The lampstand, I love it because it contains seven lamps, seven lamps, not candles, but lamps. We often call it the candlestick, but in reality, it's not a candlestick. It's lamps, and this entire candlestick or lampstand is hollow. For these lights to burn, there has to be fresh oil poured in them. Morning and evening, along with fresh wicks. It's, it's a lamp, not a candle. See, the truth is, a candle consumes itself a candle will burn until it consumes the wax and the wick and then it's over but the lampstand is different it's a lamp not a candle and the candlestick would burn out but a lampstand has another source a lampstand is continually being refilled with oil A lampstand doesn't get consumed. A lampstand doesn't get completely burned out because there's an outside source to the oil. There's an outside source that brings the fire. There are some of you, man, what you've been through. The devil said, I'm going to defeat you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy your purpose. I'm going to take your family. But let me tell you, hell didn't know that you had a continual replenishing of oil and you were able to keep burning whenever, Everybody else quit around you? Oh, come on, somebody. I look back at 2021 and all right, 2020, and there were times that I felt like giving up. I look at my life since I've been your pastor. I'm I'm talking about since I've been anointed and called to preach. There were moments when I said, "This is too much. I cannot do it." And I felt like, "Man, am I going to make it?" But just at the right time, the Holy Spirit came and gave me fresh oil. I, I dare you right now. If He's ever refilled you with power, if if he's ever given you hope when you thought you wouldn't make it open up your mouth and give him praise right now there were times that I cried times that I wept times can I say it in my life that I even wondered but he came and brought that oil and I found out I can do it Hell wants you to burn out, but God says you're going to burn on. So I declare that you're going to be real refilled in 2021. You're going to have Holy Ghost power, and you're going to continue to burn. Hallelujah! How many of you want a fresh oil? How many of you say, "Lord, just fill me up, even before I leave today. Fill me up till I overflow. Let me burn like I've never burned before." The golden lampstand and its light represent. Jesus and his church. See, there are seven lamps, seven churches in the book of Revelation. And the truth is this represents the church first. And note that this lamp could not burn without oil. I meet young pastors all the time. I met one yesterday at the Delta Sky Club. I was flying in from somewhere. And a young pastor came to me, and he said, I, I, I followed you for years. And he was kind of kind of shaking. He was a little bit nervous. I said, "Well, I said, man, don't be nervous. There ain't nothing to be nervous about. Come on. If you don't believe that, just ask my children. Hello, somebody. But he just stood there. And I was so glad to be able to know that our ministry had meant something to him. I want you to understand something that I will never be ashamed of. I don't want to come to a church that just has good facilities. Are just great music are just good programs because just like that lampstand cannot burn without fresh oil this church is nothing without the fresh oil of the Holy Ghost we are nothing without the miracle working power of the Holy Ghost so if you want to go to a church where they just go through the motions where they get you in and get you out and get it over with you'll never love Calvary but if you want to come to a church where there is fresh fire and fresh oil you're in the right place at the right time we'll get off the page will say Lord fill us up because we need something fresh from you this light was so necessary because it lit the holy place completely up And it points us to Jesus because Jesus said in John 8, 12, he said, I am the light of the world, but then he turns around in Matthew 5 and says, but you are the light of the world. Jesus said, in essence here, he said, I'm the light of the world, but if you hang out with me long enough, you'll become the light of the world. He said, if you stay with me long enough, you can't stay dark. If you stay with me long enough, you can't stay in fear and in doubt. The enemy wants to put your light out, but I want to tell you that Jesus has called you to be the light of the world hallelujah it's so powerful to me because listen remember I told you the brazen lever and this golden candlestick there were no measurements given for these two and I want you to understand something God said you make it any way you want to make it it tells me that there is no limit to what fresh oil can do in our lives there is no darkness hallelujah that the light of God in you cannot overcome hell wants you to quit now hell wants you to give up now Hell wants the church to say it's too dark in America. But I've come to let the devil know the darker the dark, the darker the night, the greater the light. Hallelujah. Darkness never chases away light, but baby, light chases away darkness. And I decree and declare that in 2021, Calvary's going to burn brighter than we've ever burned in the history of our ministry. Our job is to produce light in a dead world, in a dark world. I wouldn't give you 10 cents for a light that didn't shine. The golden lampstands lit the way into God's presence, and that's our job. The golden lampstand, watch this now, was made of gold purified by fire. This golden lampstand, if we had the original, it would be priceless. It was a 100 pounds of solid gold but gold itself is worthless when it comes out of the ground when it's first found it's virtually worthless it doesn't become precious until you put it in the fire it's the fire that makes it precious it's the molding that makes it precious it's the hammering that makes it precious that is what adds value to it that's what makes it precious and there are some of you here today because you've been in a fire because you've struggled because you've had issues the devil said that you have no value but I've come to blow the trumpet in Zion I've come to let you know it's the very fact that you've been through some things that you've endured the fire that makes you precious Hallelujah. You are living proof that, man, I can survive it and God can still use me. In fact, the Bible calls trials in some places fiery trials. And it was the fire that got the candlestick ready for the oil. And maybe it's been a trying season for you. Maybe 2020 this past year and going into 2021, it's been one fiery trial after another. And I need, But I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something. The devil wishes that I would keep quiet. He's kind of panicking right now but your fire and your trial has not been in vain your fire has prepared you for fresh oil your fire has prepared you to carry the glory is there anybody ready for fresh fire I declare that you're gonna come out of this year carrying fresh oil I declare mother you're gonna come out of this year carrying fresh oil you're gonna be set on fire to the things of God was one piece of gold can you imagine hundred pounds one piece of gold represents unity and I'm declaring that we are moving into a season at Calvary of unity like we've never known everything points to something I could take so long right here. There were three knobs that held together the seven branches. Three is the number of the Godhead. It held it all together. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's what it represents here. And I want you to understand that Calvary, we're not going to build this church on personalities. That's not the foundation of Calvary. Not building, not staffs, not great facilities. But baby, at the end of the day, what holds this together is the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We've got God working in here. There's seven lamps representing. Representing the church there were nine ornaments on there that represents the nine fruits of the spirit and the nine gifts of the spirit Honey, I could teach here forever that there are 12 symbols that represent apostolic order and government I'm declaring that this year come on somebody as you receive fresh oil and fresh fire There is a there there is order coming into your life Disorder's got to go come on confusion. has gotta go. I dare you to give God praise for order It's coming in your life right now Come on, I said order is coming in your life. It's coming in your family. Uh, The number 12 represents God's government, apostolic government. I declare that your life is not going to be out of control. Come on now. But God is going to govern the things in your life. If you take everything together that's attached to this lampstand and you add it all up, you get the number 66. Come on, somebody. How many books are there in the Bible? 66 books in the Bible. So I declare the B I B L E. It's going to be working big in your life. You're going to apply God's anointed word. Hallelujah. When the devil comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise a standard against him. You're going to be able to declare your word, Lord, in Psalms 119 is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hallelujah. To God in Jesus' name, I'm going to know your power. Now the golden lamp stand, watch this now, it lit the way to the table of showbread. The table of showbread bread was very precious. It represents the bread of God's presence and the bread of God's word. And the moment there was no oil, the moment there was no lamp, the moment there was no wick, the moment that this ceased to be, you could not find your way to the bread. You could not find your way to the presence. You could not find your way to the word. We had to have the oil. We had to have the fire. It's what showed how to get to the feast remember the face the feet the fuel the fire the feast the feast is not a building the feast is not a stage the feast is not an opportunity the feast is God's presence and God's Word I've watched guys they stand up and they look all dignified they don't sweat, they perspire. Come on, somebody. They stand up and they don't really preach. They kind of talk. I'm going to give a talk. I I don't talk. I preach. Because the Bible doesn't say how will they hear without a talker. The Bible said how will they hear without a preacher. So I'm going to be a preacher. Preacher brings good news. Here's the good news. The good news is the bad news was wrong. Hallelujah. I'm a a gospel preacher. You have these guys who stand up and they psychoanalyze you and they say, You're suffering from a dramatic dislocation of your emotional processes. Your inability to cope with reality is due to a massive inferiority complex, you're struggling today. Because when you were a small child, your mother dropped you on your head. And anthropomorphically, now that has visited you into this time in your life. And today you struggle because you're dealing with the ramifications of that failure on your mother's part when she dropped you on your head. See, I don't say that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm what it is. I say like, you know, your mother may have dropped you on your head. She may have busted your head open, but I know a God that can heal your head, heal your past, heal your mama, save your family, set your children free. You know what? I don't want just education. I don't want just knowledge. Put some oil in my life so that when I open my mouth, people can find the bread. People can find the presence. We got to have the bread, and we can't see it without the oil. We can't find it without the fire. You don't want a preacher that doesn't have the oil in the fire. Bread represents God's Word, and bread represents God's presence. So it's a table of presence. Come on now. The Bible talks a lot about tables. Psalms 29 says there's a table in the wilderness. Come on now. God said I'll give you a table in the wilderness. That means even in your wilderness places. That means even in your hard times. God said I'll give you a table right in the wilderness. Have you ever been in a wilderness season where it seemed like everything was going wrong but God gave you a table of peace right in the wilderness? He gave you, he said come on and eat son. You might be in the wilderness but I've got a table spread for you. Psalms 23 said you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies God said even in front of your enemies I'll put a table out there they'll hate on you they'll think you're gonna fail come on I told y'all before you gonna deal with some haters every once in a while sitting around eating hated chips and hated tots, and I said hated tots and drinking haterade come on somebody but sometimes you got to make your haters your elevators you got to make your haters your escalators because the Lord said I'll give you a table In the presence of your enemies he said I'll create an atmosphere where even if it's bad around you and your enemies are trying to get you I'll prepare a table and say come on son let's eat I have come to say that there are people that have been for your demise they have been thinking that you were gonna go down but God is about to spread a table before them and they gotta watch you eat they're gonna watch you break through they're gonna watch your kids get saved they're gonna see your situation turn around In fact, Song of Solomon says that he brought me to his banqueting table and his banner over me is love. So I get at the table not because I got it going on, but because he loves me. The bread of his presence was to be accessible all the time. And I want to tell you, hell doesn't want you to know it, but you can have bread any time. You don't have to be at church to have God's presence. You don't have to have Jim Rayleigh or John Wilde or Courtney leading in worship. Baby, this table of bread is available continuously. Hallelujah. And I declare that this week you're going to be eating. Hallelujah. This week you're going to. How many of you are ready to eat this week? I'm just going to eat. Hallelujah. I'm gonna, Oh, come on. I, I need to try to finish But How many of you are ready to eat? I'm going to eat all week long. If you're ready to eat in the next season, open up your mouth and give God a praise. I'm getting ready to close. What does that mean? Nothing. Watch this, precious. Do you notice something around this table? It's called a crown. There was a crown around this table because the crown says this is important. And I want you to know that there's nothing more important than the bread of God's presence and the bread of God's word in your life. And the Bible said, you shall eat this bread in the holy place. Some of you are saying, Pastor, I want God's blessed. I want God's best for my life. Well, you got to get in his process. And here's the process. Here is the process. The process is you've got to get In his instructions, you got to follow them. It starts, of course, when you're justified, but then you come and you wash the face and the feet. God, redeem my life through your word. Let me live my life according to your word. I wash my face and I wash my feet. Lord, I want to come into your presence, and I want fresh oil. I want to burn clean. I want your fire, and I want it to be real. And then I want to come to your table, the face, the feet, the fire, the fuel, and the feast. If I could tell you anything in these closing minutes, I would tell you this. You've been hungry long enough. You've been fearful long enough. You've had anxiety long enough. Some of you have been trying to fill your life with relationships and it's left you hungry. You've tried to fill your life with pornography and it's left you hungry. You've tried to fill your life with success and it's left you hungry. Everything you've tried has left you longing. But Jesus can satisfy your soul. It's the face, the feet, the fuel, the fire, and the feast. So I would say to you today it's time to eat. I would say to you, it's time for you to know God's presence in a very real way. I would say to you that hell has tried, but hell has failed. I would say to you maybe it's been a rough season and maybe it's been a rough time but bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me in spite of what the devil tried I'm still here in spite of 2020 I'm still here in spite of what I came out of I'm still here and the joy of the Lord is my strength here's what I declare I declare that in this next season, you're going to remember that you are redeemed. You're going to come to that table. I want you to wash your feet symbolically. Lord, anywhere that my feet have gone, that, have ca- that, that that's just grieved your heart, cleanse me of that, Lord. You're going to wash your face. Say, God, anything I let in my ears, clean it out. Anything I received when people said that I would never amount to anything, anything that anybody said about me or anything that that I heard that, that drew me away from you, God, by your word, I'll push it out. Anything you got in my mouth that I said that I shouldn't have said, God, I changed that confession. And I declare I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I declare that the Lord is on my side. That when my enemies come against me, that the Lord himself raises a standard against him. But Lord, not only that, even my eyes. See, you behold. You become what you continually behold. I said you become what you continually behold. So Lord, clean my mind take me to your candlestick give me fresh oil and fresh fire make a little noise if you want fresh oil and fresh fire oh come on I said make a little noise if you want fresh oil and I said make a little noise if you're ready to go to another level tell your neighbors, hey, I'm going to another level Yeah, 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 you stay at the same level if you want to. You stay defeated if you want to. You stay in fear if you want to. But I've been by the brazen lever, and I believe what His Word says about me, and I'm going to another level. I'm going to have the fuel, and I'm going to have the fire, and I'm going to feast. Anybody ready to feast on the things of God? All right. So here's what I declare. Slip up your hands right now. Oh come on John I declare over you that this is your year that you're gonna feast on the good things of God I declare that you're gonna wash your face you're gonna wash your feet in the name of Jesus you're gonna begin to live that word you're not just gonna be justified you're gonna be sanctified you're not just gonna be sanctified you're gonna be empowered I release the fuel and the fire over your life and I decree and declare that you will feast on the things of God i break every attack of the enemy against you right now. I break depression off of you right now. I break fear off of you right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I break poverty off of you right now. I break cancer off of you right now. I break unforgiveness off of you right now. I break depression off of you right now. I release the plan of God. I release the process of God. I declare that in 2021 you will break through supernaturally. If you receive it open up your mouth and give the Lord a mighty praise right now now. Come on, we're going to receive an offering in just a minute, but if you receive this and you want to go all the way in, one, two, three, open up your mouth and just God to shout. Tell your neighbor, say, hey neighbor, holler at your neighbor, say, hey neighbor, you can just sit there if you want to. Say, but I got to give God praise because I'm ready to eat, I'm ready to feast, I'm ready to eat everything God has for me in this next season. Stand up if you would please. I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I'm gonna receive the offering now. Today is Mission Sunday. Today is also Tithe and Offering Sunday. And on the first Sunday I believe of March, is that right son, we received an offering that when most churches, and I don't say this in pride, I say this in humility, I say it in gratefulness, I say it giving God thanks. Many of my friends, their churches are struggling, but God has supplied for Calvary every single week supernaturally. And on the first Sunday, we received the offering for first fruits. Conventional wisdom says keep it all. But it's a Sunday you can't miss. Because on the first Sunday of March, your church is going to give away a minimum, give it away. We're gonna bring ministries in from across the nation, local ministries that have made a difference throughout COVID. We're going to give away, give it away, give it away, $350,000 plus. No, you ain't shouting, you ain't, no, you ain't, you ought to shout, you ought to shout, you know why? Cause I mean, baby, I mean, I mean, I'm not having problems i been in the process. Uh. So you need to know that as you sow today, you're sowing into difference-making ministry. We, we support 170 or so or more missionaries around the world. Many of you give in missions. Many of you give in your tithe. You're by live stream. This is your chance. You give online. You can text to give. You can give an envelope. So I don't even know what to give. I've said this before, but if your neighbor's purse is by you, just reach in and grab her checkbook and give like you always wanted to. Come on. How many of you want to be a part of a church that's changing lives? The Bible says this. Watch now, look at me. Money isn't everything, but the Bible says it like this. Money answers all things. In other words, when there's needs... Money is what it takes very often to meet the need. If you need food, how many you had to pay for your food this week? Okay, how many you had to pay for your electricity? Some of y'all had to pay for new hair. And money answered it. And in the same way that money answers it for you, it answers it for this house. How many of you are glad to be, we did an outreach yesterday. We've given away close to a billion pounds of food in 2020. Is that right? give God a shout if you believe that that's necessary thank you for joining us for today's message you can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center you can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com give we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community your family and your friends again thank you for joining us